Hello, and welcome to Handheld Zero, the show where we discuss the highs and lows of handheld gaming. My name is Nate, or Conception2, and we have a great show for you today. But first, let's start off with some context. If you're unsure of what this show is or what it aims to accomplish, please visit the episode zero, which is a audio version of our live stream where we announce the podcast to get a sense of the general mission of the show. This week, we're going to be talking about Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney for the Nintendo DS. Why this game? A few reasons. I really enjoy like games where mystery is involved. I don't particularly love horror or thriller games, so things like noir... You know, lawyer stuff, procedural stuff has always very much interested me. This is one of the only DS staples, quote unquote, that I hadn't had a chance to play. So I wanted to be able to add it to my, you know, knowledge base. And my interest in playing it was renewed when they remade the three games in the trilogy for current gen systems. So I was peaked again and I kind of wanted to check it out there and see if it was something I'd be interested in. All right, our first segment is called Press Start. Let's talk a little bit about the story of the game. The synopsis is going to sound a little bit episodic as the game is broken up into five cases. Uh, They're very distinct cases and only very loosely connected, so it's going to sound a little bit strange, but just bear with me. The game revolves around the titular character, Phoenix Wright, who is a brand new lawyer at the Fay and Co. law firm. Uh, His first case is defending his childhood friend, whose name is uh, Larry Butts, you know, classic name, who has been accused of murdering his girlfriend. As it turns out, the case is pretty weak. The main witness for the defense is actually the person who murdered the girlfriend, of course. Um, And it was an open and shut case, pretty simple. Uh, With Phoenix's first case down, you know, he's starting to get, you know, a little bit more progress there. He's thrown headfirst into a very personal case when his boss, Mia Fey, is found murdered in the law office itself. Phoenix goes up against a star prosecutor whose name is Miles Edgeworth, and that ends up being like his rival throughout the, the story. And Mia's sister, Maya, is accused of the murder, so we are defending, in this case, Mia's sister. Of course, she's innocent. Phoenix is too good to defend actually guilty people. And in fact, after the case and she is found not guilty, Maya stays on as Phoenix's assistant for the good chunk of the game, which is pretty interesting especially considering that she is actually a spirit medium in training. Go figure. This game is pretty anime at several points. Anyways, uh, since he is quickly rising in the ranks, Phoenix takes on this high-profile case where an actor in a TV show is accused of murdering his co-star. Did he do it? Of course not. Not guilty. These things take a bit of a turn in the next case where Edgeworth, you know, the rival lawyer I just mentioned, is accused of murdering another attorney And Edgeworth's mentor, whose name is Von Karma, is named as the prosecutor. Things are getting a little bit weird. Did Edgeworth do it? Not guilty, of course. His mentor was out for revenge on Edgeworth after his spotless lawyer record, I guess, was ruined by Edgeworth's father back in the day. And of course, the only logical thing for Von Karma to do was murder Edgeworth's dad and then continue to take revenge further down the line with Edgeworth himself. And frame him for murder, I guess. Makes sense. Uh, finally, we have one last case where we see Phoenix is defending yet another prosecutor. This time it's the head prosecutor um, of the agency. Uh, the, a detective is found dead in the trunk of Edgeworth's car. Weirdly, he isn't a suspect this time around. I'm not sure why, even though it was found in his car. Did she do it? Not guilty, of course. Phoenix does not defend 
Guilty People. The game was published and developed by Capcom and its subsidiaries, released in North America for the Nintendo DS on October 12th, 2005. There has been several iterations, including 3DS releases, console releases, PC releases, but the original North American DS release was back in 2005. All right, moving on to our next segment, Natopedia. We're going to talk a little bit about how this game is structured. So... This is a very unique genre. I, Looking it up and doing more research, this is, falls into a genre. It is an adventure game, but it falls into a visual novel genre as well, which is a linear storytelling experience where the player interacts with the environment in front of them in order to progress, but the story is set out in front of you. So it's like reading a book that you can act out, more or less. The story is structured as five different murder cases, as I kind of alluded to before. Each case is broken up into two different phases, which are the investigation phase and the trial phase. Investigations the, is the evidence collection phase. So Phoenix takes a look at crime scenes, grabs physical evidence, as well as talking to witnesses and people of interest and things like that to get statements. The fifth case, which is actually a case that was added on uh, to the DS version, the original Japanese release of Phoenix Wright was actually a, a Game Boy Advanced, uh, but that never made it over to uh, the West. But when this game was released for the DS, they added a fifth case. Um, and this case is actually a little bit different than the other ones because it introduces the idea of using forensic tools uh, like luminol and fingerprint powder to get uh, the less obvious clues. And even more uh, unique, the DS version utilizes the touchscreen for these things as well as the microphone. So, for example, when you're spraying the luminol to find bloodstains, you're using like the touchscreen portion of it to like detect specific stains and then when you use the fingerprint powder you can actually blow into the ds's microphone in order to blow away the excess powder to reveal just the fingerprint very unique so that's in the investigation phase then we move on to the trial phase which is the uh, on the stand questioning phase phoenix talks to witnesses and suspects on the stand using the evidence that he's collected from these different scenes if used properly the evidence will form his defense arguments and his prove that his client is not guilty and that's how we kind of end the case the DS version allows the player to use vocal commands through the microphone to present evidence and press the witness. If you play on other versions of the game, these are just buttons that, you know, after each individual line for a witness, for example, you can either press the witness for more information or to see if there are logical inconsistencies. Or at any given line, you can present a piece of evidence that will counter whatever the witness is saying. But it's more unique because you can actually talk into the microphone of the DS in order to make that happen on the DS version. So that's pretty special. Occasionally during this phase, Phoenix will have to answer questions from the judge or the prosecutor when an argument seems like questionable to them. So it has to kind of justify his point there or else he's going to get points taken off against them. If you continue to get points taken off against you, you're going to lose the case and have to restart. So you have to be a little bit careful with that. Let's talk a little bit about like the adventure portion of it, which mainly exists within the crime scenes. So each case has very distinct rooms and areas that are specific to that crime. And then there is obviously like a home base, which is the law office. You kind of go to the home base if you're a little bit stuck on what you're supposed to do next, though. Uh, admittedly, it's not super helpful. I found a few different times that I kind of got lost as to what I'm supposed to do and going back to the home base didn't really help me all that much. But um, it, it, it's, it's there for you. 
but yes every crime has like these different rooms and areas and there's evidence in these rooms there's witnesses or people of interest in these rooms and occasionally uh you have to like collect evidence from another part of the scene in order to progress the story in a different scene so for example there might be an npc that is standing in your way of collecting evidence in a specific room. But if you progress the story outside of that room, that NPC will be gone or something like that. And then you have free access to the room, things like that. All right, it is time to discuss buffs and nerfs. What works for this game and what doesn't work for this game? Well, let's get into it with buffs. The process of the investigation and the trial feels like really innovative gameplay to me. It's a very unique way to tell the story and I hadn't really experienced something like this. The closest game I experienced to this would be L.A. Noir, which is a game where you have to, you know, press witnesses and interrogate them as well. But that felt more like a Grand Theft Auto game that had this as like a side feature. This game, its main feature is collecting evidence and proving uh, your client innocent through the defense. So it's very innovative storytelling and it's very rewarding, I find. Um, finishing a case and finding the true culprit is like... It feels like you actually won a law case. Like there's a lot like with all of the work that you have to put in per case and piecing it together bit by bit, when you actually find how all the pieces fit together, it's it's super rewarding. You you find that you, you know, you were able to really accomplish something. It's kind of like putting the last piece in a in a you know a thousand piece puzzle or something like that. The dialogue and uh, script in this game, it's corny, it's anime, it's funny. Like, it, it, the, the, you can see memes of this game all across the, uh, the gaming landscape there. And there's a reason for that. It's just because it's perfectly, like, goofy as a game. And I, I enjoyed that. Each case opens up with a cinematic that shows the murder, not in, like, gory detail or anything like that. But it's very stylized. It feels kind of um, like a film noir. So it's very, very interesting. And I actually really, anytime we got into a new case, I always enjoyed looking at the little video portion of it, which I thought was, you know, very, very interesting and a good way to kind of shoehorn in a new case while still feeling like everything is connected. The game is challenging enough, you know, where you have to link evidence to testimony and things like that, um, but not too challenging that I felt overwhelmed or lost a lot of times. But there are times that I did feel lost, which we'll kind of delve into as we get to nerfs. What doesn't really work for me in this game? After you get through the first few cases, the process can start to feel a little burdensome and tedious. The kind of sequence of the game doesn't really break up. So... There are, like, there are five cases, and each case, case is decent in length if you're not like trying to do it as fast as you can, like a speedrun style. So it can get a little bit tiresome to continuously like, okay, I'm going to go grab evidence so I can question people. It, the gameplay doesn't switch it up enough, uh, so that could be a little bit burdensome. Um, all of the cases that we do are murder cases, and I really feel like the game would have benefited from different types of crimes that would have been able to kind of switch up what we were doing. It would also give the game the ability to use different tools or questioning tactics and things like that. Um, say we had like uh, a murder case, a kidnapping case, a drug case, or something like that, just to keep things fresh. Um, that would really help uh, the gameplay. Every defendant that we get in every case is very clearly innocent, so the stakes feel a little bit low. Um, we know that the stakes are there because we know we have to make sure an innocent person doesn't go to jail, obviously. But it doesn't ever feel like there is an element of mystery there that, hey, maybe we're defending a guilty person. And I think that would introduce some unique story beats. So that could be uh, a good thing to add. 
And like I've kind of alluded to before, sometimes you can get very stuck in the game and it's kind of difficult to know where to go. Like I mentioned, you can go back to the law firm as like a home base, but the hints that you get there can be like minimal and not super helpful. So it can get a little bit confusing at times. All right, how many cards? Time for our final impressions and our review score out of five cartridges. Throwback to handheld games there. So let's talk final impressions first. Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney is a very innovative storytelling experience. The characters are passionate, wonderfully anime, goofy. It's a good time. The process of investigating and going to trial is simple enough to understand while decently thrilling and somewhat challenging to an appropriate level to participate in. The middle parts of the game, as you're starting to get the formula, it can feel tedious, maybe even a little bit boring at times. All of your clients are very clearly innocent, so it feels like there's a little bit of suspense missing in each case that they could have capitalized on. I also think the game is bogged down by its lack of variety. I mentioned that before. Let's get some new types of crimes in there, more unique situations to be thrust into, maybe even if that means like quick time events or something like that, just to just to keep things a little bit fresh. However, the game itself has excellent payoff for all of your hard work. You spend all of this time collecting evidence and testimony for it to pay off in the end. After you spend a good chunk of time collecting this evidence, questioning people, hammering the witness on the stand, pointing that triumphant finger at the culprit at the end feels like you've had your law degree for years and you just earned that fat paycheck. The yes, the game has its faults. Uh, but I'm eager, I'm actually eager to kind of jump into another iteration of Phoenix, right? To see if there has been gameplay developments in order to see if it gets a little bit more fresh down the line. Not to mention, who doesn't love shouting objection from the comfort of their own couch? I'm going to give this game three and a half carts out of five. Three and a half carts out of five. And just like that, we're on to our final segment. Game over. Continue. Next episode, two weeks from now, one of the most highly regarded games for any handheld retro system. We are going to be talking about Donkey Kong 94, one of the most highly regarded games that I could find on any list of handheld games. I've never played it. It's a game for the original Game Boy, so I'm excited to kind of dive into it, see how I do. I'm sure it's going to go terribly, but we're going to give it a shot. Feel free to follow me on Twitter. My Twitter is at conception with a K. So that is K-O-N-C-E-P-T-I-O-N underscore two. That's for Twitter. Make sure you get that underscore in there. You can also follow me on Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash conception two. Same spelling, but there's no underscore. And you can also look on YouTube. You just Google my name, which is Nate, N-A-T-E space P-O-R-T-E O-U-S. If you're interested in seeing the raw, unedited video version of the podcast, you can go on either Twitch or YouTube to find that VOD. Please subscribe, review the podcast, rate it five stars. I know you may be listening to the podcast on a platform that isn't Apple Podcasts, like Stitcher or Spotify or Podbean or uh, Google Podcasts or anything like that. If there's not a really good way to review the podcast on there, if you wouldn't mind just quickly hopping over to um, the Apple Podcast, leaving a five-star review, even leaving a uh, five-star rating and leaving a worded review, I'd be happy to read it on the air. And I'm actually going to check live to see if we have any. So one second, going to pull it up here. 
Let's see. Nope, no no reviews, but we're still hovering right there at the solid five out of five. So continue to uh, get those reviews in for me. And if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts or any other site, I will happily read it on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening or watching if you're here in my stream. I really appreciate it. And we will see you in two weeks with Donkey Kong 94. Stay safe out there, everybody, and we'll see you next time.